This is DVM Loading, a podcast about the life of professional students from a veterinary perspective. With your hosts, Carlin Graves and Caitlin Marr, we go through the daily life of being in veterinary school with a fun twist. Let's get loading! Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of DVM Loading uh, with your hosts, Carling and Caitlin. Hello. Yeah, so we are on to our fourth week yeah. of the school year, right? So um, it's been good. We're really getting up and going with our clinical skills. Um, I think we've been having more fun getting prepped for surgery. Uh, that's really what they're trying to get us to uh, focus on since we're going to be doing live animal surgeries in the spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're pretty pumped about that. Um, Caitlin, how's your week been going? Yeah, so it's been good this past week. Um, it was really fun in class. Some of our professors are really engaging and captivating and they're hilarious. So I enjoy that. Um, and then we got a three day weekend for Labor Day weekend and we're up here at the school now studying cause we have our first OSCE in the morning. And so, uh, last week was going, it was going great. This week will go great. And we're just cruising right along. I can't believe we've already been in for a month almost. I know, it's crazy. I feel like August flew by because, you know, it was, uh, you know, we had orientation and then we started school and then it was like a whirlwind and then now all of a sudden we're in September. Yeah, well, and September's a really busy month for me, like personally, because I'm going to my cousin's wedding this weekend, Mm -hmm. Um, going to a conference in Wisconsin in two weekends. And, I mean, it's just, it's kind of crazy. And we have a bunch of exams and, and stuff. So, September is going to be really busy. And then October will be here. Yeah. <laughs> and then December. I mean, it's just like, you know, I was looking back on, on last year, and I was like, man, it went by so fast. And, like, already I feel like this year has been going by fast. I know we just started, but it's like, man, like, it's crazy. Yeah, the, the first years just had their first exam this last week, and mm-hmm. everyone did amazing. And so... Even for them, they can agree that it's flying by. Same with the the third years. They've in the first week of school, they cut spays and everything, and so they're just in the thick of it too. And and everything's moving fast. I yeah. like it. Well, I feel like that's something a lot of veterinarians will say. They're like, "Man, vet school like it's really hard, but it feels like it goes by really fast." And yeah, you know, I was talking to my friends who live in Houston, and I was talking about how me and Matt wanna you know, eventually move back down there to be closer to friends and family. And, you know, we were talking about it and I was like, man, I know it sounds like it's like super far away, but I feel like we're going to be there before I know it. You know, you for crazy. sure will. <laughs> it's crazy. So. Um, our fun topic today, uh, because we live in the great area of Amarillo, we're going to talk about the great tarantula migration <laughs> season, <laughs> which is a seasonal thing that happens here where it's actually, uh, we have these big tarantulas. They're male tarantulas looking for their girlfriends yeah. and, and they, they like, travel walk everywhere. across the street. You'll find them on like buildings, like climbing mm-hmm. up the walls. And, uh, you know, luckily I personally have not seen one in person. Uh, I think. I would freak out if I did. Yeah, I haven't either. Like, I've seen one in South Texas before, and, like, I ran it over. Whoops. But um, (laughs) here in Amarillo, I haven't seen it yet, so I'm hoping I can survive another migration without seeing one. Yeah, because I remember Guy sent out an email at the beginning of last year uh, where it was that tarantula, that huge one that was on the side of the building, uh, the vet school, and it was, like, from far away. I mean, you could tell it was really, really big. And he was like, just so you know, like, this is, it's the start of the tarantula, like, migration season, like, watch out for these, like, they're usually, um, 
not aggressive or like poisonous or anything. So he was like, just don't rile them up or anything. <laughs> and I thought he was joshing me. I thought it was a prank. Uh, and that was not true. He had actually yeah. is real. It happens here. I don't know why. I just never thought that tarantulas migrated. And I just didn't want to believe that there were that many on this earth. But yeah. uh, there's a lot. We probably have a hefty population in Amarillo okay. they for this can next just month. not be in my vicinity. That's fine. Yeah. But they're kind of creepy looking. Uh, yeah. Totally harmless, though. They don't, they could not care less of you being there. Um, Carling and I were talking and I had this funny, would you rather type of scenario. I just wanted to, uh, um, ask our listeners and Carling and I, so would you rather fight a rattlesnake or a kangaroo? I take a rattlesnake. Why? Because I don't know if you've ever seen an up close version or like picture they're of jacked. a kangaroo. They're jacked and they have these like talons. Oh, they're like, they're, they're like two inches long at least. Huh. And so, and they're like strong and they scare me and I'd rather get bit by a rattlesnake. Typically they only give you one bite and then they go away. So then you have to go to the hospital. Well, you have to go to the hospital if you find a kangaroo. I'm not know. beating a kangaroo. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not a boxing champion or anything. Like I, I know my skills and a kangaroo would, you know, mm. yeah, me. I think I would have to agree. I would rather fight a rattlesnake than a kangaroo. Um, for no other reason than I would just run away from the rattlesnake and let it do its own thing, and the kangaroo would chase after me probably. Yeah. And you know, fight me. worst thing, you know, worst case scenario is they have to amputate my leg after a rattlesnake bite, and you know, even then I can live without a, a leg, you know, but a kangaroo could actually like, like, I don't know, hurt me. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, <laughs> amputating a leg, um, a black eye. Uh, no, it would be more than a black eye. It would be, like, broken, know. like, everything, broken <laughs> spine. Uh, okay, so, um, yeah, I'm learning that kangaroos aren't nice. But <laughs> you should you should look up some videos. Yeah. Um, our main topic today is how second year has been different from first year. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we're still new to second year, and so I'm sure when you ask us this in 10 weeks, it'll be different. Um, or slightly different, but Carling, can you tell me how uh, you can relate to that? Yeah, so second year has been really different. May, one, because, you know, first year is more about your, your foundational knowledge, right? Right. You're learning about how everything works. It's all, like, learning about normal. And, you know, I feel like it's a very structured kind of year versus now we're... Um, we're into the more the actually learning about diseases, like doing clinical cases, looking at clinical signs, uh, all of that. And there's a lot more like brain power that's going into like having to think through like disease processes. And, you know, it's just so different. Like it's, it's, it's still hard. And, and like first year is hard as well. Like it was, it was hard in its own way, but now like I was like used to that. And so now I'm trying to get used to a different, format of like classes Mm -hmm. you know because all the classes are different too yeah so it's like I don't know it's more I guess more involved because we're doing less like just straight up lectures and more like maybe group work or assignments or stuff where you really have to think things through and explain your thinking Mm -hmm. um versus last year I feel like it was more like test based or quiz based where you were just like this is how it is because that's what it is like that's what the body does like that's the system Mm -hmm. versus now you're like well Based off these clinical signs, I think it's this because of these things, and you have to explain, like, why you're thinking that, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, 
same, same, but different. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and it's hard. I mean, it's hard to readjust. And like, I feel like I also have like a false sense of confidence with how I did last year where I'm like, man, I don't want, like, I feel good about where I'm at with classes right now. And like the handle that I have on the material, but I don't want to be overconfident and then, you know, not prepare as much and then, you know, not do well at a test. And then I have to dig myself out of a hole mm-hmm. versus like, I know I don't necessarily need to go like balls to the wall all the time. You know, so I'm trying to find that balance with this new set of classes and this new way of, of thinking through cases and everything. So um, it's been it's been a, a you know, we're four weeks in. I still feel like I'm trying to figure things out. Yeah, I think I can relate to that. Um, I've enjoyed the classes so far because they're more medicine based. Um, whether uh, and so, so that's been really cool because I like to get to know like the why behind things and apply it, and it makes me feel like a doctor. Um, but I will say you have to have a really strong foundation from first year classes mm-hmm. in order to like continue to build on second year and so on and so forth without having to go back and relearn things because I'm sure there will be times where I have to go relearn things like everyone will but at the moment um, my foundation from first year is still strong with um, certain topics and stuff so the, the cool thing too is though we have our notes easily accessible so if I need to go look back and at some small detail that now is relevant for a medical case like I can go do that um, and it just builds off of itself because the more you look at something, the more it's likely to stay in your head. So I really recommend not to mess around too much first year because knowing that and having a strong foundation is crucial to succeeding from here on out. Um, unless you just want to add extra work on yourself and teach yourself first year for the next three years. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree with that. It's definitely like, you know, we're taking pharmacology this semester and you know, you can't learn how a drug impacts the system if you don't know how the system works in the first place. Facts. Right, and, like, what the body's doing to try to combat certain things. And then, you know, like like we were just learning, um, like... We are talking about, like, cardiac drugs cardiac with the RAS drugs. system and, like, yeah. flur- uh, furosemide, yeah. leukodiuretics and stuff like yeah. that. So if you don't know what, like, what the RAS system does, then you're going to be so confused because mm-hmm. you don't understand, like, how those drugs are acting on it, you know? Yeah. So... It, and it's like that with pretty much everything that we have have learned so mm-hmm. far, you know, so. Other than that, like, I feel that I've been able to have more of a live outside of school um, so far this first month. And we have our first test this week, so I'll let you know if that was a good idea or not. <laughs> um, but I, last year, we spent so much time up here at the school studying, like, just normal studying and I feel like I'm able to do some of that at home now, or I have better use of my time, like, to study during the day while I am here, or during breaks and stuff like that between classes, and that allows me to go home earlier than I than I normally would have last year. Um, then there are some days where I just come up here because I'm like, I need some focus, I need to be in my little cubicle, and I stay till 9 o'clock at night, and I'm, but then, then you know, the next day I may not study. Or may not do as much and so it comes in it comes and goes with everything but so far I feel like I haven't grown sick of the building yet um, like I've still been able to see the sunset and all that stuff and not just be in a building for 12 hours a day but um, I will say going back to sitting in classes for like eight hours a day can be 
and it will always be. Um, we'll, I'll be saying this next fall also, but it'll always be more challenging just because we came off of summer and this whole summer, like I hit the ground running. I never stopped. And so my body's like, Oh, okay. We have to sit now. And mm-hmm. then my attention span's like, Oh, we've got to engage. Yeah, you have to like yeah. retrain yourself. Yeah. You know, like, it, and that's the hard thing coming back from the summer is, you know, it's like you were working, you were making money, you were, you know, on your feet all day. And then, you know, you come back here and you're, again mm. <laughs> and then you um you know are sitting all day yeah. and you know you have to like retransition back into like the student mode mm-hmm. and like for me it was so nice during the summer where you came home and you didn't have to study or you know on the weekends you didn't have anything that you needed to do uh just because you know you were working so you just got everything done during business hours and um or like during the week and then you kind of like go on and live your life versus like with being a student, you know, you have to stay on top of your studies and that is like studying on the weekends is a part of that. And because you have so much like a big block of time where you're able to, you know, get ahead on a lot of things or catch up on a lot of things like, and you know, from the beginning of the semester, it's been hard for me to retransition back into like the study habits. Uh, I did find that it was difficult for me to go from, you know, not having to study in the evening to, you know, staying after uh, class to actually study because, um, I mean, nobody wants to do that. Everyone wants uh-huh. to just go home and, like, chill out, right? But, you know, you have to do what you have to do. And I will also say, like, I have been so bad about getting distracted. Like, if I try to stay up at the school, like, people will stop and talk to me or I'll go, like, walk around and, like, um, you know, people will ask me questions or, like, I'll stop and talk. And, like, when I have, like, a conversation, it's, like, a long conversation. So, like, I don't – I can't, like – tell myself to stop you know like it's like it's so hard to be like okay I can't like you know spend an hour talking Mm -hmm. to you because I have to go study and like and so I that's been a really hard thing for me with the beginning of this semester is that like I have just been trying to talk and like and the conversations that I have had are like been fantastic and I love them which is why it's really hard for me to like put a stop to it and be like I can't stop and talk to you for an hour because I have things to do so I actually this past weekend was like the kickstart of me actually being like really focused on my studying because I basically like sequestered myself into a room that I don't normally study in that doesn't have windows that nobody walks past so that I could actually get stuff done and I was really productive so that was fantastic where did you hide um do you know like up by um like those conference rooms you know where people do the puzzles yeah. Out of, in the cubicles, you mm-hmm. know, those rooms that are right across the way? Yeah. I mean, there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those are good. Yeah, so, like, nobody walks by there. Yeah. There's only that one little, like, window thing, mm-hmm. and and it was Saturday, so no one was really here anyway. That's good. So, um, I was unbothered, mm-hmm. and it was really nice because um, I got to do all everything that I needed to do, and it took me, like, half the time it would have taken me if, you know, I were put myself in a situation to be distracted, and so... That's been, like, the thing for me where I have to do better for myself to say, like, I need to step away and, like, go and sit in a room. And, like, I do not like sitting in a room. I like sitting out, like, where I can see the sun and it's a little bit more, like, open air. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's not working for me right now. So yeah. I need to, you know, do that for myself. And I also, I wish I could study at home, but I I just find Dan to be, like, he just wants to spend time with me, and, like, Matt wants to spend time with me, and so, like, I can't be as productive as I want to be. Yeah. I'd rather be here at the school, be really productive for a shorter period of time, and then be able to go home sooner. Mm-hmm. 
if that makes sense. Yeah, I can relate to that. Um, it comes in waves when I can, like, study at home or not. It just depends on how needy the dogs are or how distracted I get with other things. Because if I do have the motivation to study at home, like, I usually am productive and I can get some stuff done. But um, my best quality of studying happens at the school. Um, and it usually happens by myself. Like, I like studying in a group and quizzing for things, but by that time, like, I'm not having to learn the material. I'm more of just, like, recalling and taking it a step further. Um, But, like, the other day I was up here alone in the cubicles till 9 o'clock at night because I was, like, productive, and and I just knew I needed that. Um, So, yeah, studying habits change a little bit. I feel like right now mine are kind of the same from what... I was doing last semester, but I'm not sure how long that will stay or how things will change um, because we haven't had our first rounds of exams, so I don't know if I'm preparing enough or too much. I don't think it's too much. (laughs) That'll be good. Um, Yeah, but um, so I'm sure my studying habits will change and my approaches to different classes, and that's the hard thing too. Like from fall to spring, like first year, the studying was good because you knew how to tackle the classes in the fall and so the whole spring you just did the same thing Mm because it was going to be the second part of those classes and so you just kept rolling with it and it worked out fine there was no like ebb and flow of things and now I have no I, I don't know what to expect or I don't have any knowledge to base like what I should or how I should be studying for these classes so I'm just trying my best um But like Harling said, our clinical skills is ramping up second Mm -hmm. year, and I'm really excited for that because we're going to get to do surgeries in the spring. Um, We both got to do live surgeries this summer, and so that was exciting. So we're kind of ahead in in that department, but I'm really excited to do it here at the school too and use the facilities and everything. It'll be really fun. And then My favorite, I think, well, I think it'll be my favorite. In a couple weeks, we're having a dystocia clinical skills lab, and I'm so pumped for that. I'm so pumped. And so it's in a couple weeks. Um, I'm really excited. And Yeah, because that's another thing is that, you know, at least here at Tech. It just makes me feel like a doctor. (laughs) Yeah, well, and that's my thing is that, you know, at least here at Tech, you know, with our clinical skills, our first year, you know, even in clinical skills, we're still doing foundational stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still, like, learning how to take a history, you know, all of your, your physical exams, like, all of that baseline stuff that you need to know. Now we'll get the abnormals. And yeah, and now we're getting, like, the abnormals and, like, the really cool stuff that you get, like, that people talk about. Like, yeah. no one talks about, oh, I did a physical exam on this dog today. <laughs> They're like, like, oh, I pulled this breech calf and yeah. found out it was a twin. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. Like, like we get, we're getting yeah. more into, like, that really cool clinical skills stuff. Well, and it makes me feel like I'm a little bit more than just, like, a glorified note-taker at this time. Like, or just, like, the basic stuff. Like, I feel like we're just ramping up, and it's making me feel like people are depending on me more now for my knowledge and skills. So I like that. Yeah, I like... I like the challenge. I could agree with that. It's, It's like you have to... You have to bring your own thoughts to, like, the... yeah. Like, people are expecting this XYZ out of me, and so I'm going to give them XYZ and more, like, and show them that I am where I'm at, and I'm doing great. You know, versus last year, it was more like we were all Holding our hands, yeah. Yeah, you know, it was was more like the, just that, like, foundational stuff that you need to know, because it is important. Like, obviously, you're going to do, like, histories are really important, like, physical exams are super important. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, necessary stuff, but it's, like 
now we're getting into just the the higher level stuff. It's yeah. a little bit. It takes a little bit more knowledge. We're not in the meat and beans yet, but we're close. Yeah. So. So I'm I'm pretty excited. I think um, you know learning some more advanced suture methods too was really cool. Oh yeah, like so. the Utrex suture mm-hmm. was Utrex really was cool. Really cool. It was really satisfying. And to do. yeah, it looked yeah. really nice. I was like, dang, can I do this on the skin? I like, know. I was like, like, I wish it. you would do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so, Carling, tell people a little bit, uh, I know, like, not necessarily tech-specific, but for us, just because this is what we could go based off of, what classes are we taking this second year, fall semester? Uh, so, this fall semester, let's see, we're taking pharmacology, clinical pathology, systemic pathology, uh, what else are we taking? Um, Did you say farm? Pharmacology, I think I said farm. Yeah. Um, nutrition, uh, nutrition, clinical animal, skills, clinical skills, and then our clinical presentations, which is like our and anesthesia. Oh, intro, and to intro to surgery, and intro to surgery. Yeah, so it's like all like stuff that's getting into diagnosing stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's what like clinical pathology, systemic pathology is all more and about. Clin di- pres. And clinpres, and pres too, because the clinical presentation here at Tech is more of like they give you like cases to kind of walk through. So you'll they'll give us like the presentation of the patient and we'll walk through like what those look like and then we'll kind of funnel down like okay it could be these diseases and then like we talk about stuff a little bit more and then we'll run diagnostics and then like based off of that we'll follow it through so it's basically like we're as a group the doctors and Mm -hmm. we're trying to figure out how to go on a case and so Last year, it was more discussion-based. This year, it's more like we're actually doing medical soaps. Yeah. And so we're actually doing it like it's more doctory this time. Right. It's really neat to see also, like, working in a group, how other people approach cases. And you you can take the little tidbits that you like from each person and add that to yourself in the future. So it's Yeah. And it's cool because they, they shuffled up the group so there's, like two small animal people that were, like have a lot of experience in small animal. There are like two people that have a lot of large animal experience with it, that's with like cows or horses or uh, pigs or, or sheep or sheep and goats. Uh, and then, you know, there's someone who feels like they're, they're pretty good on mixed, um, mm-hmm. where they worked in a mixed animal clinic and they have good uh, experience and everything. So they mixed it up so that you have people who have different expertise. And so I actually have learned a ton from my group because I am not like uh, super experienced in like the bovine world. So I've actually learned a whole lot from from them where it's like if you, um, like there's a lot of, I feel like uh, jargon that I have learned that I didn't know mm-hmm. necessarily that it's just like something that comes naturally to them because that's part of like, like that clinic that they worked at. Like that's a thing that they're used to and I'm not. So it's really cool to be able to learn from them and their experience. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, the classes are pretty exciting so far. I've we've only had a couple lectures of st- systemic pathology, but I enjoy it so far. It's pretty cool to learn about the diseases and everything. But there's so many we're gonna have to know and remember, and so that's daunting. Um, clinical pathology is pretty awesome. A lot of people, it's like iffy. They either love it or they hate it. It goes more into like the actual like taking diagnostics and being able yeah. to apply it. So, like, blood work. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've looked a ton at, like, blood work and being able to interpret blood work results. But it's so crucial. And it is crucial. Because really a single important. blood work, like, running a blood work and doing a blood smear, that could give you your preliminary diagnosis or lead you to empirical treatment and stuff like that to where if, you know, like, the client was 
cost conscious. Like you could you could help get them the answers without sending it off for like referral and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think it's pretty neat. Um, farm is really cool. I mean, it, I like pharmacology because one, I have clinical experience, especially in the small animal world, and so yeah. like I know like my vet would prescribe like say like benazapril and pimobendin for a, a dog that had like a heart problem but I had no idea why mm-hmm. and so now we're learning like the why behind like why she chose those yeah. drugs or like why you're choosing this is, goes with pharmacology and intro to anesthesia where we were going through like pre-med and like why they like some vets choose to pre-med with this medication versus this medication because of like the different patient Mm-hmm. you know, notes or whatever. So yeah. it's it's interesting to see, like, why people choose different things and, like, how that all, like, goes through, with which I had no idea when I was working, like, why those choices were made. And so yeah. now I'm getting into that, and it's really interesting. It is cool. I will agree to everything that Carling just said. I have clinical experience with the, the drugs as well, and, and it's neat to see why or why not certain things were used. But also, this just gives you, like, the full, rounded education of drug choices out there. And they'll continue to change or be advancements and stuff. But this just allows you to make kind of your own formulary in the future. And, like, it's just the beginning of how you set up your own practice and how you want to practice um, by choosing what drugs you want to use or you're more comfortable with and stuff. So I think it's pretty cool because there's not there's not just one way to do something. Mm. Um, and all of these drugs used correctly are going to have amazing outcomes. Uh, so farm has been really cool. Clin skills is amazing. Clinical presentations is good. Um, anesthesia is a lot too, but I've enjoyed it. Yeah. We go quick, but you know, it kind of, yeah. at least right now it's, it, it has tied into pharmacology. It so, has. you know, you can use information that you've learned in either class uh, to kind of help you out, which has been helpful at least. Um, but I mean, it's, again, it just makes me think I'm like, man, I'm going to be a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So this semester, like I already feel more like a baby veterinarian than I did the first year. I'm like, Oh, these people actually are looking at me for answers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, not just going to mumble my thoughts underneath my breath. Like I have to, yeah. And it goes back to, you know, um, you can, you can back up your own, like thinking too, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's more like your you proofs. can say, yeah, your proofs. You can say like, I want to use this because of like X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And like, it's cool that, you know, I made that decision. It came from my brain and people are like, yeah, I could see why you would choose to do that. And I'm like, Oh, well, like, and I'm so tired of certain veterinary like clinics and stuff just using certain things because it's the way the owner did it 40 years ago veterinary medicine has evolved so much since then so it would be foolish to not continue to advance the like i guess spectrum of care you offer and like through drugs or Or practices and stuff like that new drugs come out yeah there's new drugs too i mean do everything that's economic for economical for your you know your practice but at the same time like use some of the newer stuff or I mean add it to the older stuff if it works great you don't have to use the same like penicillin isn't the only antibiotic choice out there anymore like there's a bunch of drugs and a lot of people just are stuck in their ways and don't want to change and while you know change is fine um (laughs) 
I just Did dropped. you just drop that stress ball? I just dropped my stress <laughs> ball. It's right here. It hit um, my foot. And did I was like, it? What was that? Is it a tarantula? <laughs> um, but anyway, so vet med is always changing and growing. So I'm really thankful for these classes right now and for some really motivating professors because um, we're going to be the change in that our generation and those to continue. So. Yay, that's Yay, fun. <laughs> it's so fun to be a doctor. Yeah, second year's cool. It's going good so far. We are only four weeks into it, so take that lightly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll come back in a few weeks and ask us how it's going. <laughs> yeah, once it starts getting dark outside. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about uh, seasonal depression because here in Amarillo, you know, we have a lot of sunny days, uh, really nice weather, but yeah. it, it definitely, like, one of our friends has uh, very much a seasonal depression situation. And oh, I feel like I can relate to that too. Yeah. Like everyone can like to I some do. degree. I mean, to a degree. Yeah. But yeah. like, I don't know. I love rainy days. I don't, I don't know. necessarily <laughs> know if I would want to live in like Seattle where it rained all the time, mm-hmm. but, um, I don't know. Maybe that's why I like rainy days because it doesn't rain that often. Yeah. Like that. I mean, like I love the rain, but I feel like every now and then if it's just, I think it do depends on like stress level oh, that's in your true. life. Sure. Like, is it easier to be dumpy when it's like nasty outside and you're stressed or when it's sunny outside and you're stressed so there's just little differences but yeah so that that's coming up soon that's great Mm -hmm. (laughs) um carling you have anything else for this or um no i think we're ready to go for our wins of the week all right what's your win for the week my win for the week is what i was talking about earlier where i have finally told myself, Carling, you need to focus and not get distracted. And I've gotten into the groove of my studying and uh, trying to figure out what I think is going to work best for me. And I thought that I was really productive this past weekend. So I really enjoyed that. And um, it's nice. You know, it's just like that satisfying feeling whenever you're really productive and Uh you're like, yes, I did something today. I feel like I had that. And it's a really small win, but I'm glad that I did not have an hour-long conversation with someone when I should have been studying. I know. I'm proud of myself because <laughs> that that's a, that's hard for me. I love talking. <laughs> um, my win for the week, it actually hasn't happened yet, but tomorrow morning at 8.30, I'm performing a canine neuter OSCE, and yes, we're a month in and we're already having an OSCE, which is really different from last year um, because last year's OSCEs, we had like a whole semester to build up the anxiety and everything, and then... You just, it was just really, it was, it overdid it. Like, do you think that you would prefer to do multiple OSCEs throughout the semester? Yeah. Versus, you know, one big one where you don't know what's going to be on. I do. Like, as long as, as long as it could manage, like, in between coursework and stuff like that, and I'd have ample time to, like, prepare for it, because I feel like if you don't use it, you'll lose it. And Mm -hmm. so people who wait till the very last end of the semester to start practicing their skills for their OSCEs, like... They set themselves up for failure. Um, and just because I have this OSCE in the morning doesn't mean I'm not going to continue to practice neuters and mm-hmm. you know throughout the semester. But, um, yeah, that's something that I think changes after first year. Like, first year they have the long OSCEs here at Tech, and then we go to, like, more frequently throughout the semester. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm not nervous at all. I'm going to rock it. We've been timing ourselves and doing neuters from gallon to like from glove to close in like 21 minutes like yeah, so i'm pumped and we're gonna rock it and guy yeah, go at 8 30 in the morning so that'll be fun yeah yeah i start at 10 yeah so i'm like the third group but no honestly i think that i d- would like 
and we'll see how it goes. But I think I would prefer like multiple Oskis spread out because just saving all of the stress, like because Oskis are usually the week before finals and you're just like cramming for Oskis and then also finals, it's just too much. Yeah. Well, I just like that it's, you know, I can really get this like neuter model down. Yeah. You know, like it's not like I'm trying to do this plus all the other skills that we learned. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like I can really focus on this one and do it really well. Well, because if you're thinking of it, honestly, by doing this, practicing this neuter, like you're practicing a lot of other skills too at the same time. You just, nobody remembers to think of it. Like, so it's exciting. I'm pumped. Um, we got to do live surgeries this summer, so we feel confident in some of that already. Mm-hmm. And these OSCEs are just on models, and so um, it's a little different, a little different. You have to manipulate, like, the the model pad and stuff like that, but I'm excited. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be a good time. Well, Carlin, give us our plug. All right, so you guys hopefully know the drill by now if you've been listening to us long (laughs) enough um so we have our instagram dvm underscore loading underscore uh you can like and follow us on there um if you if you would like to dm us on there as well we would love to hear from you uh if you uh, don't like instagram or don't have one we also have an email dvmloadingpodcast at gmail.com uh, you can always send us our uh, your thoughts your suggestions if you have any uh, topics you would like us to cover we would really appreciate that because uh, we want to know what y'all want to hear from and you know if we don't have that experience with it we can go and find someone that does so for sure um yeah, and then, uh, you know, if it's on Spotify, you can drop a comment in the comment box below. And then if y'all would be so kind as to give us a five-star rating, that would be fantastic. Uh, other than that, I think that's all my plugs. Yeah, so everyone have a great week, and hopefully you enjoyed your long three-day weekend and, and relaxed and caught up on so much new sleep. Yeah. So, wreck them. Wreck them.